Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show weekdays from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern on Sirius XM, Fight Nation, Channel 156. Welcome in pro wrestling fans here on a very special Labor Day edition of Busted Open Podcast Edition. I'm Ryan McKinnell in for Dave LaGreca and we are coming off of one of the best pay-per-views that you will ever see in Chicago at All Out. I was there, boots on the ground, and we got a lot to talk about. Joining me on this Monday, you know him, you love him. He's your regular Monday co-host, Bully Ray, bringing the perspective on a myriad of subjects. But the two most important stories coming in from last night, well, of course, there was the Chicago-made Punk, CM Punk, making his AEW debut, having his first official match in seven years. We'll get Bully's thoughts on that as we dive into what it may mean for the future and what it meant for last night. And speaking of what last night meant to the world of professional wrestling, how about the debuts of not just Adam Cole, but also what Brian Danielson debuts abound on All Out history in the air and a lot to talk about excitement to go around all you got to do is sit back relax click play on your browser let's get it going it's busted open on a monday and boy are we fired up let's get it what did last night mean for pro wrestling what did that mean for aew and what did that mean for the competition bully is aew competition to wwe i think aew uh, is the most competition that the wwe has had in forever i mean let's look uh, at history real quick as far as competition is concerned there was this you know <laughs> the original piss ant company ecw was competition because it rattled it rattled the wwe's cage back in the day vince couldn't stand the fact that those letters were being chanted in his arena so to a degree ecw is competition then along comes wcw eric bischoff uh has a desire to go for vince mcmahon's jugular ted turner has deep pockets that was real serious competition for the wwe and as serious a competition that they ever had almost almost put them out of business uh, you know, there's 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 stories that always float around about just how close they actually came. But in talking to the boys that were around during that time, things were not good at all. And they were hanging on by a thread. But we all know the ending to that story. Eighty three weeks is up. And then, you know, the WWE does the full turnaround. 
What else? Well, TNA was a little bit of competition for the WWE, I guess by default, because it was the only other show on TV at that time. AEW is definitely competition for the WWE right now in the perception world, because they're the fun product in town. They're the cool kids in town. They're the show that we really want to watch and have a great time with. But does the WWE really look at it as competition? I don't think the WWE is going to consider anybody competition until somebody shows up on a Monday night or a Friday night or affects their merchandise sales or uh, affects their global penetration as a, you know, entertainment conglomerate that uses the entire world as their playing field. Um, I don't, I think the WWE is going to go do their own thing these days. And they're going to let AEW do their own thing. I mean, look at all the talent that the WWE has kind of let fall by the wayside for AEW to pick up. Would that really, do you think that would be happening if Vince McMahon really thought AEW was competition? If Nick Khan really thought AEW was competition? I'm not, I'm not saying that I agree. What I'm saying is I'm trying to get everybody into their head. If they thought that this was serious competition, would they be letting the punks and the Bryans and the Coles and or, and the Mark Henrys and the big shows and the Christians and the yada, 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 let all of this talent go to be scooped up instantly and be put back on TV? I just don't think so. And bully. It's not like there isn't enough to go around, right? If you like a little sports entertainment and you like the big pomp and circumstance, not to say AEW doesn't have the pomp and circumstance, but that's the one thing I could say, being at SummerSlam with 50,000 a couple weeks ago, the video boards, the electronics, the arena, the football arena, John Cena, Roman Reigns, there's a lot of history there. There's a lot of, I mean, there's obviously history with the WWE. That's what makes it so great. You're tied to it in ways that you aren't with any other company, but that's also what makes AEW exciting because it creates an alternative and that's where people talk about oh it doesn't have to pit one against each other no you're absolutely right it doesn't necessarily have to be that but pro wrestling is you know it's such a passionate business that it's essentially you know different flavors like everybody likes ice cream Every, well, I mean, the majority, unless you're lactose intolerant, the majority of people like ice cream, but everyone has their different flavor, right? We say it in mixed martial arts, styles make fights. Well, damn it, styles make fans, too, and there's enough to go around. And last night, Bully, it felt special. I'm curious to, to, to hear from you from this standpoint, Bully, when we talk about the specialness of last night. And we talk about the debuts and the surprises we just heard there. Adam Cole debuts. Brian Danielson comes out. We'll take a deeper dive into what that means. First matchup storylines and all that good stuff. But in terms of a pay-per-view, Bully, you are the screw tightener. I'm, I'm relying on you to bring down my hyperbole and my excitability, right? Where does this rank for you just as a pro wrestling fan in terms of moments, in terms of complete shows, booking? How great was that pay-per-view last night in your estimation? I don't have like a ranking system. I'm not, I, I can appreciate your Uber fandom and I can appreciate Dave's <laughs> Uber fandom, but I don't do the whole favorites thing. I look at, I, I look at professional wrestling. Like I was taught to look at it a long time ago as a business and what makes any particular show successful. I can tell you this last night was a very successful show. As far as perception is concerned in reality, did they make money? I'm sure they did. Uh, you know, the business of the business that I'm not privy to on the AEWN, as long as they did well financially for the company, then it's a big win for them. I, I, I can't see how people would tune into the show and not like it. 
Um, we've encouraged fans to call in today, first-time callers or fans that were uh, at the event. But hey, if you watched it and you did not like it, I would love for you to call in and tell us why. Because even somebody like me that has been critical of the refereeing and the rules and, and a couple of other things can tell you, all right, whatever. <laughs> it was, it was, it was so good. And, and I'm going to talk about a couple of things. Listen, main event, the tables that Kenny used and Christian used. Yes. It was unnecessary. They got no mileage out of those things. So why use it? Why did the referee allow them to use it? That's a foreign object in a world championship match. Why is it okay? I mean, I know on commentary they covered it up and they said, oh, Tony wants to make sure that there's a <clears throat> winner. So the referee is being a little lenient. I appreciate them trying to cover it up, but I I'm not a fan of that. If you want your world heavyweight championship to be credible, you can't have the referee staring at two guys using gimmicks like tables and just being okay with it. It just, it doesn't make sense in my eyes, but could, can I critique that to the end? Sure. But eh, whatever, everybody seems <laughs> to have, be having a great time with it, but see, that's a tightening of the screw right there. So like you're, you're, you're a big fan. You're, you're a Kenny fan. We're, we're, we're Christian fans, yada, yada. What was the reason to pull out tables last night in that World Heavyweight Championship match? Well, I can say this. It, it did get a good reaction in the crowd. So I don't know how it played on TV. People like seeing that was kind of the first that was kind of the first moment we saw really anything like that for the night. You just said it got a good reaction for the crowd. That means they worked for the pop with a gimmick. Is that good or bad in your eyes? Those two guys are entirely <laughs> too good of workers okay. to have to rely okay. on a table for a pop. Gotcha. Christian is a master of psychology. Kenny is a master of athleticism. You bring these two guys together, styles make a fight. That should have been an extremely credible world heavyweight championship match with the use of absolutely no gimmicks, the same way a flare and a steamboat wouldn't have used any gimmicks in their match. So, when I looked at the use of the tables, just going back to the critiquing of the referee, mm -hmm. the referee's looking at it, and we're all supposed to just throw our hands in the air and go, this doesn't matter. Well, you know what? Last night I kind of found myself saying, it doesn't matter, whatever, because everybody's having too good of a time. This is massive stuff we're talking about, Bully. Want to get back to the end of Kenny versus Christian. I thought Kenny versus Christian was a very solid match. I enjoyed it. Christian's psychology, yeah. their ability, their, both of their abilities. Uh, really strong match, but obviously um, what happened after the match was over has everybody talking. Adam Cole coming out, uh, aligning with the elite, and then it looked like they were going to go off the air. Kenny sending everybody mm -hmm. home. Boom. Flight of the Valkyries hit, which I popped for because I wanted to hear Flight of the Valkyries. I think it's a cool song and people can recognize it. Out comes uh, Brian Danielson. Pe people are going crazy. Yes, I thought it was the right decision to bring both guys out last night. Unfortunately, the reality of the world we're in right now, AEW is going to be heading into the Northeast in the next couple of weeks. Newark, New Jersey, uh, Queens. We don't know what's going on with COVID. Masks. Are they going to cut back mm -hmm. on capacity? You need a card uh, now to get in the buildings. Are we going to have as many people? Hopefully, they have sold out venues. 
in, in Newark and in New York with all of the new stipulations with masks and, right. you know, the cards. They knew what they had last night. And if you know you have that guarantee in Chicago, it could have been Sheboygan, it could have been Duluth, it could have been Bangor, it could have been Saskatchewan. You know you have that many rabid people in the arena, you might as well do it now. Because God forbid, Ryan, and this could happen tomorrow, especially in the Northeast, New York, they go, hey, we're shutting it down. We're scaling back to 50%, you know? Anything can happen with, with, with COVID and <clears throat> going on right now. Go ahead. Get it, get it while the getting's good, essentially is what you're saying, Bully Ray. A- absolutely. So we know what we got, so let's get these guys out there because we wouldn't want to have to debut either one of them in front of 500 people. I'm totally cool with what they did. It was a nice little swerve because people thought, oh, wait, it's Adam Cole. He's turning heel. They're going to go off the air with, you know, with, uh, you know, with a heel turn, and then here comes Danielson. I would have liked to have seen Danielson in the ring by himself delivering those yes kicks. I think there was a lot of schmas going on. I think the, the, the spotlight should have been more on him for the yes kicks and for the kick at the end. I understand you want to get the other guys the rub. Christian doesn't need the rub from Brian Danielson. I understand with, you know, uh, 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 Jungle Boy out there and Luchasaurus and, uh, and Marco. Um, I just didn't think that was the right time for all of those other guys to be sharing the ring with Danielson, but whatever it worked, the people were happy. I'm just, I'm just, that's what I would have done. I think when you bring somebody in, you want to feature them 100% and give them 100% of the spotlight. Um, Nevertheless, all you got to do is listen to the crowd. They loved it. They went up, they went off the air with a good moment. So definitely a thumbs up from me. In a night of nuclear pops from Eddie Kingston to CM Punk to the one of the best tag matches I've ever seen in my life to Adam Cole coming out and shocking the crowd in a night of nuclear pops when Flight of the Valkyries hit. That was the pop of all pops. The ground shook. The crowd erupted. People were jumping. You could see the the humidity in the air. The room got hotter. Bully Ray, let's fucking go. Brian Danielson. Planting his flag, challenging the elite. The question is, where does it go? I love the idea of him and Cole because, A, go back to the Saudi Arabia plane incident, WWE scrambling, they bring in the NXT guys on a Friday night SmackDown. Daniel Bryan lets Adam Cole pin him clean on the main event of Friday Night SmackDown. This feels like, as I see them in the ring together, I hear the words. I think back to that. It's just... What a moment, man. There's just so many narratives you can go with. There's so many stories. We obviously know Brian Danielson is going after the elite. We made that much clear as the pay-per-view went off the air. The question is, does he go after Omega first? Or do we get a little buffer and a little bit of a throwback, a callback to Adam Cole and Brian Danielson, which, I, frankly, Bully, I don't think we got enough of. Any way they go, I think, is gold. Uh, I really don't care which way they go because I think they have so many great options that whichever direction they go in will be fun for wrestling fans. It'll give us great stuff to talk about on the show. I mean, look at the players that we're talking about. Cole, (laughs) Danielson, Elite, Kenny, yada, yada. That's the, that is the, the, the sweet spot and the wheelhouse for AEW and their fans. So I'm not going to sit here and fantasy book and play the, and play the, uh, you know, the guessing game. I'll leave that up to the fans. I just know that if I had a pencil in my hand and if I have those names on a blank piece of paper, 
I'm a real happy booker right now because I can do just about anything. How long do you wait for Brian and CM Punk to mix it up? Because I think that is in the back of everyone's mind. It's the match that we wanted in the WWE for the championship in the main event of WrestleMania. We never got it. That said, I don't think we need it right now, Bully. I, I, I think a year, two years, depending. I don't know how much these guys want to be going in there and mixing it up. I don't know what plans there are. I just do know that... Bully, I don't know if we're even here talking about AEW if we don't have a Brian Danielson and a CM Punk, if we don't have the Yes Movement, if we don't have the pipe bomb. I've talked about it. CM Punk's the guy that brought me back into pro wrestling. So I don't think that's hyperbole. I don't think that's over the line to say, you know, these are generational guys. And this is, again, it feels like a shift. But I throw it back to you. How long do you hold off on that fantasy matchup between Brian and Punk for the big strap for the AEW World Championship? It would be very easy for AEW to get ahead of themselves right now because they have so much yes. momentum and th there's so much excitement and they're going to want to give the fans everything that they want every single time. You got to chill out a little bit and you got to remember that slow and steady wins the race. People have been waiting a long, long time for a matchup like that and they'll wait longer. All you have to do now is pepper in little seeds of story that make people understand, ooh, we are going to get this one day. This is not a uh, th th this is not a dream. You know, this is not just a fantasy anymore. We're going to get these two guys looking at each other one day in the middle of a ring and the bell will and the bell's going to ring and we're going to get a wrestling match. I don't think you have to go there right away. We move on so quickly in wrestling. You know, it's like WrestleMania ends and the next day it's like on to Raw. What I'm hoping AEW can do is control the, the feel and the memory of the wrestling fan and let them uh, have the time to soak everything in. I think one of the things that AEW has to their advantage is last night was their pay-per-view, and now fans have three days to soak it in and talk about it. Me and you are obviously going to talk mm -hmm. about it all day. When Dave is back tomorrow, I'm sure me and Dave are going to talk about it also. It allows fans to, to, to really take it in and digest it and appreciate it and not be forced to just move on to the next thing. You know, done, done, on to the next one, as the Foo Fighters song says. So uh, AEW has to realize, all right, we got these. Every single week, we get a new puzzle piece, a new puzzle piece, a new puzzle piece. We know we got all the pieces to the puzzle. Now let's put it together nice and slow with our fan base on board so they can appreciate the picture and the puzzle that we're trying to make here. They are in a very good spot. Look at all the talent that they have. And there's rumors that there might be another one or two talents on the back burner. It's crazy mm -hmm. to think. This company is definitely not the same company that it was when it started, for, you know, two years ago. It has taken just on a two much... Years. Just two years. It's only been two years. I was at the first Double or Nothing in Vegas. I can't believe that in just two years, CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Malachi Black, take your pick. Maybe Bray Wyatt's coming along. It is, I, I just, it is nuts what we're watching. Hey everyone, it's Brad the Big Noise Evans from the Fantasy, Fantasy Fast, Fast Track. Track. With the fantasy football season upon us, catch me and Brandon Fun Buns Funston every week as we sprint through a variety of fantasy football topics, including waivers, trade targets, sleepers, plus, and more. If that first place medal is what you're after, we've got the information to help you make it happen. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app. 
free for most subscribers. CM Punk showing up at All Out last night in his hometown of Chicago, getting the win over Darby Allen. Bully could have went any other way. Yeah, sure. It could have went. It, it could have went the other way without a doubt. It, it just would have been okay. how they would have booked it. I said last week with Dave that I wasn't positive if you wanted to kill Darby's momentum. I don't think Punk needed to win. I think it was the feel-good moment for Chicago. I think it was a good call. I think there could have been a bunch of good calls with the booking of the finish last night. Um, You talked about ring rust. You know why you did not see any ring rust on CM Punk? Not necessarily. Why? Where, where, Where was your head at with that one? My head is exactly where it was at when I tweeted about it. Smart pacing. If you go back and look at all of the matches last night, Punk versus Darby was the slowest paced match. And that is a very smart maneuver by Punk. He let Darby do the majority of the movement while he could maintain composure, make sure he doesn't get blown up physically or mentally, Because listen, when you're not out there for that long, all that stuff can happen no matter who you are or how good you are. Pacing of the match shows me a pro who knows what they're doing. All right, kid, you do all the movement. I'll hit hit my gears when I need to hit my gears. But for the most part, we're going to pace this out. You knew that the crowd was not going to turn on punk. Look at the first five minutes of the match. Working a headlock, not a lot of movement. What were the people? The people were quiet, and they were respectful of him. If it wasn't CM Punk, it'd be very very easy for an AEW crowd to be like, all right, come on, let's, they're getting a little restless. Let's move around. Let's do some spots. It was very, it was very New Japan-esque, uh, Bully. It, was very, it felt like in the sense of a Japanese wrestling crowd where you knew what you were watching – you were cheering the, or you were, you weren't even cheering. You were, you were, you were, you were light clapping the arm drags, certain spots, right? The build, like you said, a shoulder block. You know why it's happening. You know why there's the slow build. You know why you can see Punk calling the match. Like if you're, 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 you know what you're watching. You're watching an artist paint his picture. And after seven years away, people were talking about, well, how's he going to be? How's he going to look? I said it's going to be HBK in 2003. I'm not saying Punk is the level of worker that Shawn Michaels is in that regard. What I am saying is he's at a level, especially post-MMA career, which I've had my feelings about that. I've been vocal about that, Bully. It, 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 I, I applaud him for what he was doing, but obviously it didn't go the way Punk fans had wanted. It didn't go the way Punk wanted. But what it did do is get him to even better shape than he was when he left the WWE. And you saw that last night. He looked good. He looked tight. You know, he had great definition. He looked healthy. And more importantly, Bully, he looked happy. And and ring rust, I, especially, I mean, you can speak to this. When you're at that level, when you have that much skill, more importantly, when you have that much knowledge and understanding on how to paint that picture, that shit's got to be like riding a bike, right, Bully? I hate to be flippant, but that's the way it seems to me. This is where the old cliche term works smarter not harder comes in. I watched Punk watch a very smart match last night. The style of match, which would ensure him that he could have a one good one under his belt. That was a big match for him last night, but he still needed to get one out of the way and one under his belt without going out there and looking slow or sloppy or rusty or bad. And that's what he did. See, this is what happens when the character is over. 
because the because Punk is over and because Darby's over, they can work a headlock. Punk didn't have any fear about working a headlock last night. You didn't have to go out there and work for the pop, 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 tackle, drop down, hip toss, up, drop, uh, super kick, uh, Canadian destroyer, diamond cutter, one, two, kick out. That's what a lot of guys do because they're working for a pop or they feel like they're not hearing a constant reaction that they're not doing something the right way. Darby and Punk locked up, locked up and grabbed the headlock or did a shoulder tackle. We're talking about headlocks and shoulder tackles here. In spot fest, happy AEW, it but it worked because the characters were over and the people are willing to let these over characters work a style of match that eventually will get to the desired payoff. You see, if you start slow like Punk and Darby did, there's only one way to go. It's up. And, and it was a smart match. I enjoyed the pacing. I like the finish. And the most important part of the 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 match and the segment for me was the people chanting Darby at the end because now you have your classic and I speak about this all the time punk went over Darby got over the last thing you heard is the people chanting for Darby Darby does not lose an ounce of credibility. There's no shame in losing to Punk in Chicago. First match back. As a matter of fact, when Darby comes out next week, people might love him even more. I don't, Bully, I don't think there is any question. You questioned earlier in the week, right? Would a Darby loss cool some of his momentum? I think if this is even possible, that he got more over in a loss than he ever could have gotten with a win, especially with the legend, a man you know very well, a man that you worked with, tag team partner, rival, friend, I don't know. Sting comes out, extends his hand to CM Punk. Punk shakes his hand, then he goes over. They both help up Darby fucking Allen. He had CM Punk, one of the best of his generation, extending his hand to him, and Sting, one of the greatest pro wrestlers to ever step foot in a square circle, extending his hand it was bully it was in a night full of feel-good moments that one might have taken the cake if you can continue to get over while losing you're doing your job the right way i've told the story a million times i watched the sandman and tommy dreamer argue for two and a half years about who was going to lose on any particular night because they knew in losing they got more over and it's a concept that i don't think wrestling fans can understand or appreciate but wrestlers can. You don't have to win. Wrestlers who lose and can get over are the ones that normally are at the top and make the most amount of money and, and really are the most entertaining. So what Darby was able to do last night, now last night wasn't all on Darby. Darby needed, you know, Sting to help him up and Punk to shake his hand. That's a team effort right there. Everybody wins. Everybody walked out of that segment taking a step forward. And I love that. I'm not a big believer in one guy takes a step forward and one guy takes a step back. One person lives and the other person has to die. Sometimes that's a very WWE mentality. In in the world of wrestling that I come from or the world of wrestling that I like to see or that I would book, at the end of any promo, at the end of any segment, at the end of any match, whether there's two people involved or 20 people involved, everybody should be able to take a step forward. You should be able to be loved, more loved or more hated once that match or segment is over. It's, it's only about moving forward. And last night I saw Darby move forward, getting over you know, in the midst of losing. 
Obviously, Punk winning the match, first match back, looked good doing it. And then you have the icon coming out and extending his hand to the returning CM Punk. It was a win-win-win across the board. I got to be honest, when Sting came out, there was a small part of me that wanted to see him turn on CM Punk, hit him with the Scorpion Death Drop, and head up and set up a, a dream match, uh, you know, because this is something that Sting referenced, you know, when they came face-to-face a couple weeks ago, essentially saying, I never thought I'd be in the ring with you. I always wanted to work with you. I always respected you. I was hoping that that might be a potential future feud that we would see. And still, it might be. I don't know what's going to happen. It might be a nice retirement match for Sting. I don't know what the plans are. Bully, you're the mastermind. You're the Hall of Famer. You're the screw tightener, right? What is next for CM Punk? How would you book him? Because... I mean, you really can't go wrong. It's just a matter of when do you do it, how do you do it, how do you use them, and more importantly, how do you use his opponent? I'm pretty traditional. Um, I don't think I, – I don't want – you know, when Punk when Punk did the, the, the post-match, uh, the, the post-debut uh, press conference, he, he compared himself or he likened himself to a Terry Funk and what he wanted to do for the locker room in a Terry Funk-esque way. You didn't see Terry Funk wrestle every single week. I don't want to see CM Punk wrestle every single week. I want to see CM Punk embroiled in stories that are real, animosities that are real, situations that are real. Or, if we don't have any of those, opponents that people want to see. I'm not really, I, I'm not, I'm not plopping all my money down for a CM Punk wrestling match. I'm plopping my money down for a CM Punk storyline that culminates and blows off with a wrestling match, gimmick match, blah, 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 whatever it is. I would love, you know, the, the Darby thing, Punk probably wanted to work with Darby, as we all know. People wanted it. People liked it. It was, it, 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 it succeeded on all levels, in my opinion. It worked. Now, what's what is right? What is that? Is it time for a traditional heel? I mean, Lord knows when you have a baby face like CM Punk, you need a super heel for him. Do I see any super heels there? I'm not sure. And I don't think I'm not sure that MJF is the right one right now. Although MJF okay, and on. CM Punk on the microphone. You might as well just print money. Please elaborate on that because you say you don't know if that's the one to make right now. And I'm sitting here going zero to 100. Yes, yes, yes. Give me the 24, 25 year old Maxwell Jacob Friedman against CM Punk. It just because, again, the mic work, the, 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 the stories that they'll be able to tell. You talked realism. I'm sure MJF has some stuff to say, stuff, stuff to say, if I could speak here on a Monday, about CM Punk bully. Why, why not do it right now? Because MJF needs to get some tread back up underneath him after last night's loss mm. to Jericho. We got to get him back to MJF at his, at his highest and then get him with Punk. If he rolls right into the Punk thing, it's like, ah, you just came off of a loss to Jericho. You tapped to Jericho. I want to see, I want to see MJF take out his frustrations on some people, get some, get some more, a couple weeks of promo time. I'm, I don't want to see it happen immediately, but I definitely want to see it happen in the near future. But this goes back to the options and the possibilities. Talking about earlier with, with Cole and Danielson and the elite and all this stuff. My God, if you're a booker 
this is like a wet dream come to life because look at all these names I have in front of me. It's almost like you're like, I, I don't even know what to do with all these names. I could do this or I could do that. Holy shit. What about this fantasy match or this story? Tony is in a very, very, very unique and convenient and fun position right now because there's there's weeks and months, if not a year or so worth of booking, you know, right in front of him. Of him. Uh, whatever, you know, I'm sure Punk has the luxury uh, of doing what he wants to do and working with the guys that he wants to work with. But Punk and MJF right at this very moment, I'd rather see them hold off. I just want to see MJF get back to the level that he was hitting on all cylinders before he had to tap out to Jericho. That's it. That's all I'm asking for. And you were talking about bully. The, the idea, essentially less is more, right? In terms of punk being a commodity. I don't want to see him wrestle on TV right now. I, I, I'm with you. There needs to be a specialness about this. There needs to be an excitement. You need to have pay-per-view commodities. And Lord knows right now that, that AEW has plenty of them. And also another thing, and, and we talk about it on the show, but it it's becoming more clear it's becoming more prevalent and more very obvious to anyone who's watching AEW with regularity i know they have their their gimmick wednesday night dynamites right there was a stretch there i felt like a, a few months ago where fight for the fallen and, and you know there's this named you know dynamite and this name if they all kind of felt like they were all trying to make them a pay-per-view we know that's not the case right we know what the pay-per-views are and as we talk about less is more if AEW isn't laying the blueprint, and really, they, I shouldn't say they lay the, they're not laying the blueprint. They're just following up on the heydays, the golden era of pro wrestling bully when we only had quarterly pay-per-views. This shit is the way pro wrestling is supposed to be. Long-term long storytelling, I should say, right, with extended sort of narratives that build to these quarterly moments. The business is just better this way, and it's another example, as far as I'm concerned, of AEW doing it right. I think AEW has taken a look at wrestling history over the past 30 years and has extracted the positives from each company and is trying to, you know, throw it into a hodgepodge now called AEW. We can see all of the influences on the company. Hey, we know what the influence was on Tony Khan over the years. So we get it. Let's take a little, let, let's take a little bit of ECW on all cylinders. Let's take a little bit of the Attitude Era. Let's take a little bit of WCW. Whatever was working for these companies can work again. And oh, by the way, look at this talent roster I have at my disposal. Just getting back to MJF a little bit. What I was trying to say is I want to see them heat MJF back up again. I sure. want to see him get that those heat levels back. I want to see those people ready to boo him. It's hard now. He tapped out in the middle of the ring. You got to get your heat back. So I want to see him get all the way back up there before you prance Punk out there. And now when you got Punk out there and Punk has a microphone in his hand and, and MJF has a microphone in his hand, you're looking at a Sith Lord and a Jedi Knight prepare to do battle. And the energy in the room wherever they are at that given moment just looking at these guys standing across from each other with their with their microphones in hand is going to blow the roof off the place let's get mjf heated up again so that moment is maximized pipe bomb versus the hand grenade i'll take it i'll take it book that shit let's get it thanks for listening catch us monday through saturday on busted open from 9 a.m to noon eastern on sirius xm fight nation channel 156
The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.